0: Congratulations. You played yourself. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes! 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 Oh yes! That is a disgusting act. The lead, the lead, the lead, the lead. You just made the list!
1: Congratulations. You played yourself.
0: to another episode of the Lucha Outsider Show. I am the heel that steals the deal. The villain stays chilling, the anti-hero of the IWC. Your boy, Mr. Radar. And I'm joined by my tag team partner. He is Analysis of the L. Oh, see, he's a man that put the honor back in Ring of Honor. He's a straight shooter on Twitter. When it comes to wrestling, he has a radar from the mean streets of Long Island. Yo, 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 what is going on? Here on a quiet, rainy Sunday evening, we decided to record an episode because Leo is out on assignment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't know where Leo is, but he's not here. So we are. Like you said, we're on a uh, very gloomy Sunday, Sunday evening. Um, I don't even know like I don't know if you're by a window right now. I'm looking out the window of my house right now though, and it is very eerie outside. It almost looks like remember the, that smoky uh, day we had? In New York, New Jersey, not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah it kind of some... looks like that outside right now. I don't there... know
0: why. The sky looks very weird. Yeah, you know, if you kind of remove, like, the humidity and, like, the summer hot heat factor of it, it kind of looks like Halloween of J's outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. But, Ryan, we were talking before we hit record, but for the people that haven't been listening to us, how are you doing, bro? I'm all
1: right. You know, uh life's going by the summer's going by oh yeah oh yeah i'm just chilling man for the most part uh not much to complain about so doing
0: pretty uh pretty good how about you i'm doing all right man i'm doing all right it was a a quiet weekend um i had to do a couple of errands some last minute things because next weekend there will be no show because i won't be around because on thursday morning i am flying to cancun mexico because i'm attending my uh cousin's destination wedding
1: hey i'm jealous man i want to go back to cancun i loved it there
0: yeah man i'm trying to trying to get a tan trying to uh relax a little bit couple not a lot a couple of alcoholic beverages and just kind of just chill and that's about it because i know when i come back i was telling you privately i'm going to walk back to a shit show at my job <laughs> yeah
1: well that's the main thing you know you're gonna get away from your job for a little bit so try and just relax and not think about <laughs> what's uh awaiting you when you come back i guess
0: listen i don't want to think about anything i'm gonna stay away from like wrestling stuff because i'm not even gonna watch none of that that's gonna be happening on the weekend listen as of right now and i'm gonna to try to watch blood and guts on wednesday I, I feel like that's a must but i can't even sit here and say that i'm going to watch blood and guts on wednesday night
1: why oh, you're just that busy
0: well the thing okay so i guess i'll share this with the people right so i live in new jersey okay My mother's side of the family, they live in North Jersey. They Mm -hmm. decided, and I'm flying with them, right? So they decided that we're going to uh, fly out of JFK. I normally fly out of Newark. So I have to, because the night before, I'm either Ubering or maybe one of my cousins is going to pick me up, either or, or, which I really don't care how it goes. I'm going to my cousins at night. So with that process, I'm not sure if I'm going to watch Blood and Guts. Live, oh, at or just least. throw it
1: on the TV. I'm sure every, I'm sure your whole entire family would love to see a, a just <laughs> blood and guts,
0: blood and guts, right? Maybe my it's cousin might event. be into it. He's perfect like, show he's, mo- to he's more of a throw. casual fan than anything, but I'm sure he he wouldn't mind seeing some blood and guts.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it should be, it should be good. So yeah, I mean, if you can, you know, I'm sure you'll you, you'll find a way. If there's a will,
0: there's a way. So right, like, am not gonna? I don't care about the Ring of Honor show that's happening actually in Jersey. Collision is happening. You, you picked a bad weekend. Oh, I should say, you know, uh,
1: the wedding was uh, not planned on the best weekend. All these things I, happening in Jersey, right up your, you know, right in your hometown.
0: Hypothetically speaking, if my cousin's wedding wasn't happening, I don't think I would be hitting Ring of Honor because I'll be working. But maybe yeah. the collision situation, maybe I would get like a last minute ticket.
1: Well, it's out of the question now. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, but you know what? I'd rather be in Cancun anyway. To be oh honest. yeah, a hundred percent. All right, so normally when we do a show, Ryan, normally, I do a hashtag is Rebel time, okay? But to close out this Sunday evening, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to crack open this beer real quick. You know, I don't know if you can see it. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to take a sip of this. No hashtag is Rebel time. I just took a sip of a a Stella, a little uh, lager action real quick. All right? Nice.
1: right, hell yeah.
0: All right, Ryan, let's get started.
1: Did you watch Collision? I did watch Collision. That was the only show I actually did watch from last night.
0: Well, you know what? <laughs> you picked the right show to watch because <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the Belts was atrocious. But we'll get to that in a little bit. So we got the finals of the Owen Cup tournament, which is, what did you call it the other day? You called it something that was like a really good comparison. I think it was like the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal adjacent, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got the finals. We had Willow versus Ruby, and then we had CM Punk versus Ricky Stark. Clearly, you know, this is going to be the match Punk has to put over Ricky Starks. And we did get that, right? I thought the match was fine until it came to the ending. It just made absolutely no fucking sense to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, CM Punk should be the one turning heel, not Ricky Starks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it really didn't make much sense to me either. Uh, I mean, you know, like I said, I try not to bury something. Before I see how it plays out, you know, the famous thing, just let it play out. I mean, you know, I don't want to judge something right off the bat when we haven't even really seen much, you know, to really base an opinion on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, Ricky is one guy who I do think can pull off a heel turn. I mean, uh, you know, I don't want to skip around too much, but like Jungle Boy, for example, for me so far, not hitting as the heel. No, But I can see Ricky Starks pulling it off. I just don't get why either like he's just not a guy that needed to turn if anything CM Punk needs to because you know he's getting mixed reactions from all these uh you know the crowds and everything and he's just a natural heel um he's easy to hate on but I feel like Ricky is beloved by a lot of people so yeah it was uh something I didn't expect either
0: what's interesting too at Battle of the Belts you had the whole presentation with Martha Hart and Ricky wasn't acting like a heel like he was yeah, like right he was acting like totally normal like you know, he accepted the belt, the uh, you know, hugged Martha, and it was like what we saw from that match didn't even fucking happen.
1: I know, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I didn't watch Battle of the Belts, but I did see the clip, and yeah, he. I mean, obviously, wasn't gonna act like a heel. Um, you know, during the presentation, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. It, it's just it's it definitely left me, and I guess you and a lot of people very confused. So, I guess we'll have to see how they follow up on it, but um, I mean. Regardless, I'm happy he went over. You know, he was like uh, he,
0: it was his tournament to win. He needed something. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I actually thought Punk was gonna go over honestly because if, you know if they're gonna do yeah, I know, and I I had the same you know uh, reaction, but I just really thought it was Punk for the simple fact of like you know he keeps talking about. How he's, uh, you know, and I mean, he doesn't really hammered at home too much, but in some promos, he's holding the, that red bag with the um, AEW world title in it and saying he never lost it. Yep. So I just figured, like, he's going to be challenging MJF soon, so, like, obviously he's going to go over here, and maybe that'll, you know, be the launching pad to get that title match. But, uh, listen, I'm glad they went with Ricky Starks, and this is exactly why, you know, you just said, you know, we compared it to the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, because it's like, okay— they won the Owens. So now, what happens? You know, mm-hmm. like they got the bo- two winners correct, like Willow and yep. Ricky. One thousand percent. In my book, I have no issues with that. The tournament needs a little bit more meaning behind it. You know, listen, they got to they got to keep this stuff off AEW television, man, because it's just like it confuses the audience. And again, I just feel like a good majority of the AEW fan base. I'm not gonna say the entire majority, because I'm sure there are people that do watch Ring of Honor, <laughs> but a good part of AEW's fan base does not watch ring of honor. So no, you're think, right. Keep keep this crap away from AEW. Let's let's have AEW and ROH be separate entities, not the same thing, just because it's owned by the same guy.
0: No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like Ring of Honor, like what is it? Like it's it's Claudio, and this is no, no disrespect to him, because I like Claudio. But like is he really a world champion? Cause that title doesn't get treated like it's a world title.
1: He is the most boring champion I think I have like ever seen. You know what? Honestly. It was
0: more of a world title when Chris Jericho had it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I, I know he was uh, supposed to face Mark Briscoe for the championship, and yep. I, unfortunately he got hurt. So looks like he'll probably be out for a long time. But I was thinking – I mean, again, I have no knowledge of any of this. I don't watch the product. So, But like, I'm just thinking, okay, Claudio has been the champ for a while. I was thinking, okay, they're finally going to give Mark Briscoe his moment yep. and you know I was like okay like I'd be interested to see him as champion and then he gets hurt so it's like now what so what is Claudio gonna continue to be the champion forever like I don't know again not that I'm gonna watch regardless of who the champion is but like he, Claudio is just boring like just doesn't do I, I you know like I, I was one of those people when he was in WWE I was clamoring from the leave, go to AEW man this guy's been treated like crap he's not a top star I'm starting to think maybe maybe Vince was right in not pushing this guy to the moon because he's a great wrestler, don't get me wrong.
0: Outside of that,
1: I don't know, man. There's really not much to uh sink your teeth into.
0: I think the thing with Claudio is like he just works better as a tag team partner or like a supporting role, like in a group or a faction or whatever. Like yeah. and, and listen, Claudio, I think he he, he could he could wrestle a main event style, right? He could be like in a main event wrestling like a Kenny Omega or Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, etc. Right? Like he he fits that role, but to be the guy, like I just you know, and listen, I like Claudio a lot too, right? But you know, I also feel too that maybe there was some mismanaging there when he was in the WWE, but like what he's doing right now in AEW, like listen, I love the Blackpool Combat Club, I, I, the stable's cool, but like he's just another he's just the other guy in the group like when you think yeah. of the bcc you think of brian you think of mox those are the A guys yep
1: no i i totally agree and what you just said is absolutely 100 spot on i think this guy is better as a tag team wrestler like in a tag team when he was with obviously going back when he was with um you know chris hero and then in the wwe he's with um sheamus like i just think this dude i mean yeah he's 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 just better off in those type of roles. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, he—it's a hundred percent true that he's just another guy in the Blackpool Combat Club. He is not a guy that you're like, like he's nobody's favorite in the group. Let's <laughs> like, be honest. Like, like when you have Mox and you have Brian, even Wheeler Yuta, I'd rather watch Wheeler Yuta lately um, over Claudio. And again, this is not like a Barry Claudio edition of the episode. I'm just, you know,
0: just, he just saying he just, how it is. He's just. Um... He's just another guy he's just the other guy in the group which which is fine like i'm not saying like that's not burying him because listen when we when we see him in the ring when we see him in matches we're like yo, this guy's fantastic but the problem is like the guy right you need to kind of connect with the audience in a way where it's like that's my guy you know what i'm saying and moxley yep. does that brian does that and you know what also Claudia's being a heel right now. So maybe when he is a face, maybe he does have that connection factor with the audience. Because I remember when he debuted at Forbidden Door last year, yo, that that whole fucking United Center was losing their fucking minds, right? So when he is a face, there is more of a connection level with the audience. But right now as a heel, he's just another guy.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. And um, I don't know, did they announce his uh, replacement for, or his opponent for
0: the pay-per-view that's coming up? Or They haven't announced it yet, but it wouldn't shock me if, because I I truly expect the golden elite to win, right? At yeah. um, blood and guts. So what if like whoever pinned Claudio at blood and guts ends up getting that shot at the Ring of Honor show?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad uh, prediction there.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see
1: if that would come to fruition, but um,
0: yeah, I like I imagine totally like agree a Koto Abushi or like a Hangman Page challenging.
1: Yeah, could you imagine a Abushi? Pins them and then all of a sudden we get that match. Wow. And that'd be nuts. Like I said, Claudia's a great wrestler. <laughs> there you go. Um, there you
0: go. Right? Listen, there you go. Listen, we were burying a ring of honor, but once again, we're praising it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that works. All right. right, let's. Um, so we're going to be jumping back and forth. But since we're talking about Blood and Guts, so we finally got the announcement. The announcement that Kota Ibushi is going to make his AEW debut at Blood and Guts, and the Golden Elite will reunite to go at the BCC in this match. And the fifth member for the BCC is Pac, which I think that's a great replacement uh, for Bryan. Um, This match is going to be nuts, bro. I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, I, all these guys are talented, right? But just the vision of seeing Pac and Kota Ibushi sharing the same ring together in a fucking, like, structure like this is just insane to think about.
1: Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty surreal um, that it's finally happening. Ibushi is going to be debuting in AEW, and I don't know whether it's a one-off or not. I mean, just the fact that he's going to be back with Kenny, back with the Bucks and Hangman and mm-hmm. Golden Elite, and just to see him in that AEW setting is just going to be unreal. And like, what a freaking first, you know, debut in blood and guts, no less. One thousand um, percent. I'm expecting some crazy, crazy stuff to go on here um and yeah pack was a complete um you know out of left field uh pick i mean like it makes sense but like i'm saying of of like yeah like nobody saw this coming there was not leaked that he was potentially going to be uh you know joining them for this match or anything like that so i was genuinely shocked um i was really just expecting it to be chris jericho because they're teasing, um, you know, the Don Callis and Chris Jericho partnership. So I just assumed, hey, Jericho is going to be the one to take that last spot. But, um, hey, pleasantly surprised, man. I'm happy to see Pac back. And, um, yeah, man, just I can't even imagine what type of shit that these guys have planned for this match. I mean, it's just going to be absolutely pure insanity.
0: Yeah, this match is going to be fucking nuts, bro. I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I don't know if I'm going to watch it live, but I'm really going to try to. I'm really going to try to because... Uh... Listen, they their blood blood and guts matches, they haven't, you know, missed even the first one. I know there was some shenanigans at then with the way Jericho like took that bump or whatever, but like removing that part from that match, I think the the first two blood and guts matches were great. Especially last year's. Yeah. Last year's was fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. Last year's was awesome. Let's see if I mean, hey, if there if there's any five guys or ten guys I should say, that um, you know, could potentially top last year's, it's it's these ten right here. So um, yeah, I, I mean, dude, I'm just thinking of, like, Koda Ibushi, uh, Ibushi doing, like, a freaking moonsault off the top of the cage. Like, <laughs> I'm just, like, it's, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fucking nuts.
0: All right, let's talk about uh, topping each other, okay? Because uh, we just mentioned, like, how we're going to top this and how we're going to top this last match and how we're going to do this. So, last uh, week, we got at, um, was it last week? Yeah, last week at Collision, we had this incredible match. Between my guys, Jay White and Juice Robinson versus FTR. All right, I think they they had like three commercial breaks, something crazy like that. It was yeah. a phenomenal match. All right, Jay White and Juice Robinson pick up the win, and then they decided to, ah, right, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna defend the titles next week, but we're gonna make it two out of three falls. They wrestled for about an hour. All right, a collision. This is the best part of AEW on Saturday night, and from everything that we watched on AEW Saturday night, this was the best part this fucking match this match was fantastic yeah yeah no
1: 100% i you talking about the last week's match right not the one they did last night
0: i'm i'm talking about both matches
1: both of them yeah yeah no i mean so last week i actually you know i watched collision live and mm-hmm. um you know, I I was excited for, you know, the match, but obviously I didn't expect it to be as good as it ended up being. And I actually, you know, I was a little confused. I thought it was a um, a tag title match. It should have been. And, <laughs> yeah, should have been. Yeah, and they, I know they, they it was like the eliminator step or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, But it was just absolutely freaking incredible. And I'm just like, wow, like I just did not expect it. And hey, like FTR, obviously, they're one of the best tag teams on the planet. And obviously, Jay White and Juice have been really good. But I just didn't know, obviously, what the chemistry was going to be like. Man, just so freaking good! And then when they announced the two out of three falls, I was like, "Oh my God!" Like that's gonna be even better. And uh, God Almighty, man! Like I think it was fifty-eight minutes. Yeah. They went a little under um, an hour. Gee, I mean, on un- on real, man. I mean, obviously, tag match of the year. I mean, really, like let's be honest. Yeah, I, I listed.
0: Mean, you know, I listed. Uh, I listed both matches on my list, but I think uh, yesterday's is the one that 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 stands out the most. And listen, it's yeah. not knocking the other one. It's not the, no. the other one from last week. It's it kind of reminds me, just to a smaller scale, like the Briscoes and FTR feud. How they yeah, kept on yeah. topping their matches.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, for for sure, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I listen. Jay White and Juice Robinson deserve a ton of uh, praise and credit here because. I mean, Jay White's been like. Actually, I mean, you know, both of them together, they've really been, you know, the highlight of bro. Collision on Saturday nights. Like they really have. They. Listen, uh, I
0: wanted them to win the titles last night. <laughs> I
1: was, yeah, yeah, I, I no,
0: wanted I know. to win it so fucking bad.
1: <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. They're so great together, and uh, I'm glad. I'm happy for Juice, man. Yes. Especially too, because obviously he's been like, uh, really in no man's land for a while. You know, he had the good run in NJPW for a little bit, but then. You know, wasn't really doing much. And then there was those, like, uh, everybody thought he was like retiring or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then he signs with AEW. And I'm like, all right, well, let's be honest. Juice is probably not going to be anything big in AEW. But, man, pairing him with Jay White has been the best thing for him. And he's got, like, two bangers in a row, like, in back-to-back weeks. It's pretty crazy. The only thing, and, hey, obviously can't complain. I mean, we just got two incredible matches in back-to-back weekends. But I just wish that sometimes AEW would let things breathe, you I know? Agree. Um, I agree. They always just, they just feels like they rush everything. And, you know, after that amazing match last week, obviously we know that they're going to get a title match, right? I mean, that's the eliminator, that you pin the champs, you get the title match. It's exactly what they did. But I just don't think they needed to do it last night, like a week later, you know? Like, I think you just build it up a little bit more. hmm um, you know, I, I don't know, save it for when. I have no idea. If you're going to ask me, oh, well, then when have, would you have booked it? I have no idea. I'm just saying, like, it would have been cool and a little bit more buildup, you know, behind it. Wouldn't have hurt it. Um, But, hey, you know, like I said, I don't want to, like, sit here and complain because we just got an absolute classic. And it was awesome.
0: You could have done it in Jersey, right? You could have waited, like, the end of July or something, maybe something like that to do the match you don't have to do it right away but you know we've got what we got and you know I've really wanted Jay and Juice to win you know big fans of those guys and this is taking nothing away from FTR right but I feel like FTR at this point right they're in a level right now which I think the best way to compare it is to like Seth Rollins right now I grant that Seth Rollins is world champion right now blah 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 but like before he ended up winning that world title, he was on a stretch that even if he lost matches, Seth Rollins didn't lose anything. Like, he's just Seth Rollins. And I feel like FTR at this point is in that level where man, you could have dropped... I, mean, I know it's not their call. It's AEW's call, right? Like, I get it. But I'm like, man, it wouldn't have hurt for you to drop the titles to Juice and Jay and let them rock for it with a bit. Like, I don't think it would have hurt anybody, but, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to see that, and You know, there's a lot of people speculating, especially some of the stuff that's going on with like MJF and Adam Cole, and and, you know they kind of tease them beating FTR, you know, for those titles in that um, in that uh, vignette that we saw where they're both playing video games, and it's like, oh well, you know, they kind of gave gave it away that it's gonna be FTR beating Jay and Juice, and you know what? Okay, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have shot exactly them beating FTR, right? But at the same time, are we forgetting that also Jay White and Adam Cole also have history? Like, w- weren't they best friends at one point? So you could, I think, you could have played with that too, you know. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm, 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 cool. Like, I'm fine with FTR retaining, but I really wanted Jay and Juice to win.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's perfectly said. I, I completely agree. I mean, it, it definitely does seem like FTR would be fine if they weren't the champions. I mean, they weren't the champions for how long, you know. Um, and they were still fine. They're putting out bangers, um, you know, as the Ring of Honor tag champs, and then they were the um, IWGP tag champs and stuff. But they they weren't AEW tag champs for a long time, and they were mm-hmm. still, you know, doing their thing, and and obviously one of the best tag teams. So, yeah, I agree. And but this even goes back to the point that I was saying too. Like you got this. I forgot for a minute that this blind eliminator tournament thing. Obviously, you know, whoever wins that's going to get FTR. So, like, again, you could have even had Jay and, and Juice be like, hey, listen, like, we're going to wait on our title shot now. Like, yeah. when, the, when the moment's right, like, you like you know, we got the blind eliminator thing, and obviously, you know, you're going to have new challengers, but we're going to be waiting in the wings. Like, you know, you could just hold off on it. I, I mean, I don't know. You know, I Tony's got his own way of booking things. And, you know, I mean, listen, I haven't booked any anything a day in my life, so I'm not going to act like I know what's best and, and what's not. I'm just saying as a viewer, um, you know, I definitely would have held off a little bit and built it up. And, uh, but now I guess, well, I don't know, really know where, I guess it would be Adam Cole and MJF, right? I mean, you would think uh, winning was the next week, this week. I don't even know when that match is. And then they get FTR and obviously they're not going to win the tag title. So it's like FTR is just going to continue running through all these teams. And I, you know, I guess there's really no long-term plan. They're just going to keep going and keeping this ring going, but uh, yeah, I agree. I would have liked to see Jay and, and Juice win the titles. I think they would make them a little bit more interesting.
0: I kind of want them to go back to that, actually, because if you, you want to... Technically, right? Technically, they're both even on wins, because Jay and Juice got the first win last week, and and this That's two true, out of three falls, they tied, they're tied. they tied up, because they picked the yeah. win, and FTR picked up two. So technically, they're all tied, so... Who's to say that maybe all in or all out, maybe we get, like, the the real rubber match? You know, I kind of want them to revisit that, because especially if they're putting out bangers like that, why not revisit that shit again in, in like, a month?
1: Yeah, no, you're actually 100% right. Yeah, I don't I mean, I. they probably will try to finish the trilogy, especially with, you know, how great the reviews were i mean everybody's talking about this match from last night saying it's the best tag match all year and Mm -hmm. praising the hell out of it one of AEW's best matches in the company's history so i mean yeah it kind of seems a little foolish and and to not do it again you know so yeah i definitely think it's a possibility and uh oh man if it happened at a at a show like all in you know (laughs) at at wembley man oh man that that would just be unbelievable
0: insane bro i don't really
1: know how you could top a two out of three falls though because that's a
0: Well, well, listen, the Briscoes and FTR did it, so. Yeah, 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 that's true. So I ain't going to doubt them. For comedic purposes, I'm going to bring this up. You know, Battle of the Belts was such a fucking waste of time. It It was one of the biggest. Congratulations, you played yourself. In AW history, my book. Like, it was an hour that we just didn't need, all right? Listen, I'm an atheist, but I saw, like, a tweet. Or someone posted on, like, social media. It might have been on Instagram. Because, like, they they lost, like, their satellite at one point. So we completely missed the tie of Valkyrie and Tony Storm match. And then when they finally got the feedback, it's like that match never even happened. Like, it just went straight to the main event. And I saw, like, someone say, like, that was a sign from God saying that this third hour is just a waste of fucking time. And don't ever do another third hour again unless it's on (laughs) pay-per-view.
1: That is that's hilarious. I mean, yeah, thank God for that. If that's the sign that we needed, <laughs> AEW needed,
0: yeah. You I know, mean, it's just so you had Lance Ar- Archer and Orange Cassidy, which the match was fine until the ending. All right, the ending was like just a really fugazi finish where Lance Archer ended up getting like counted out. All right, we didn't see the tie in Tony Storm match, and then the fucking <laughs> main event, Luchasaurus versus sean spears listen no disrespect to sean spears all right because he seems like a great guy but why are we booking sean spears in the main event why is that happening
1: yeah i don't i'll be honest i don't know how any of these matches came (laughs) about like and i i watch aew television i don't know how any three of these matches came to fruition they all just seemed it seemed like you know tony went through some randomizer Right, he's going up and down the roster. He's like, all right, let's see, who are we gonna book against Luchasaurus on this show? <laughs> hmm, let's see. Oh, this Sean Spears' guy. He hasn't been around here too often. Let's let's give him a title shot. Oh, you um Lance Archer. Where's he been? Ah, right, you know what? Let's give let's give him uh you know Orange Cassidy here. Like it just seemed like it was just like random as hell. So and obviously no titles are changing hands, right? I, 10 o'clock on a Saturday night on a show that nobody's really watching to begin with. So, like, yeah, what is the point of any of these Battle of the Belt shows? I mean, this is the what? The the 7th. Uh, the 7th? I mean, and neither none of them have been memorable. I couldn't even tell you what happened on Battle of the Belts 1 through 6.
0: I think the only one that I feel like was pretty good, I think they were in DC, if I'm mistaken. I forget which one. Pac was still the the All-Atlantic champion at the time, and he defended against against uh, tremberetta. I, and that's the only match I remember from the card. I, I feel like that one wasn't bad.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah, I'm, maybe, I mean, those two guys are great, so maybe yeah, I'm sure the it was. only I, one. It, it was like a rampage
0: it. leading into Battle of the Belts. I felt that that one was actually pretty good. But, um, all right, all right. I'm mistaken. There was one good title of the belts and, and out listen, of all seven. And, and listen, I'm saying that match was good. That might necessarily mean that the whole show was good, but I'm just True. saying that match does stand out. But man, what a waste of fucking time. And I was telling, um, shout outs to Aridian Low and you Lowe and Casey. I was telling them how I knew the second Ricky Starks, you know, used the ropes to pick up the win against CM Punk, I should have just turned on Slamiversary. You know, like <laughs> I should have just—I should have just turned on anniversary. Why did I stick for another hour of of, it, of just watching Battle of the Belt? Because it was such a pointless show.
1: Yeah, they roped you in. They 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 got you. They're like, "Up, oh, we got Mario. <laughs> we got him locked in."
0: Oh God, what a waste of fucking time. Yeah, but, I didn't even uh, i
1: didn't even, uh, record it on my DVR. Good for you.
0: Good I, for you. I
1: knew it was going to be a waste of time. I actually did forget, so it's not like I purposely didn't. I actually forgot it was even a thing. But, yeah, I mean, there was no way I was even going to go back and even waste my time watching it anyway.
0: How have you been enjoying – let's talk about something that has been really, really good. And enough of this Battle of the Belts bullshit. How much have you been enjoying the MJF Adam Cole stuff? Because, man, you tell me back in 2017, 2018 – Hey, there's this kid coming up in the Indies right now, na- named MJF. He's gonna do a program with Adam Cole, not in NXT. He's gonna do it in another promotion that doesn't even exist right now. Would you have believed me? Absolutely not.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. A hundred, uh, no way, no shot in hell. I mean, even even you know, as recent as uh, when AEW started, right, like 2019, and Adam Cole still doing his thing in NXT, mm-hmm. and like uh, you know, obviously, like who, who the hell at that time is is pitting MJF and Adam Cole together like, you know, in the future. Like, nobody's like saying, oh, I want to see that match in the future. Um, you know, and like, we already got the match, but together <laughs> they're even better. It's they're just really good, segments. man. Oh my god, man. These vignettes, these promos, these, uh, you know, the they're hanging out at the club where they're drinking, they're playing video games. I mean, they're at the gym. It is, it's just comedic gold, man. I mean, they're, they're both killing it. And obviously you know where we weren't born yesterday we've watched wrestling our entire lives we know where this is heading right like obviously one is going to turn on the other and we're going to get another title match between the two but man i just i just want them to drag this out as far as they possibly can
0: it reminds me a lot of jericho and kevin owens like yeah. a, a lot yeah. of that um and then it's just the the entrance alone i think that's what does it to me because like MJF is just acting like a complete fool, but I love it.
1: <laughs> oh God. Yeah. The, the when he does the boom and even when he's walking down the entrance ramp with his uh, hands in the air, like Cole does, I mean, dude, it's so freaking funny. Like it's absolutely hilarious. And, and you know, you could tell, right? Like you could, when you're watching, um, like this stuff on TV, like you could tell if somebody's really genuinely enjoying themselves. 1000%. And I feel like these two guys definitely are.
0: Oh, 1000%. Oh, you, it, it... It's like some of the stuff that we saw with Jericho and MJF, right? Um, and I feel like that was back in the pandemic era, if I'm mistaken. Like, they were both yeah. having a ball with it, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that And that's what makes it that much better, too, is when you can actually believe that these guys are, like, legit buddies. And, mm-hmm. like, I, it's just – again, I never thought when they started this, right? Like, they, they obviously have this uh, title match. Um a couple of weeks ago right and then you know they they announced the blind eliminator tournament it's like oh now they're gonna be partners it's like oh great like another can they coexist storyline right mm-hmm. but like the way they're doing it is so different yep um and it's just it's working <laughs> it's just i mean at, at, honestly at the at the end by the end of this they're gonna make people want to see them win the tag team titles rather than right. another world
0: title match right Listen, and, and that just goes to show you also, and this is going back to almost a year ago at this point, after like the brawl out stuff or whatever. You remember that first Dynamite where MGF and John Moxley started the show? If you specifically remember, before MGF turned on the crowd, MGF came out and he was acting like a face. Yeah. O- throughout the year, we've been getting little teases of what MGF could be as a face. Whenever they pull that trick, and I don't feel like it's going to happen anytime soon, But whenever they decide to pull that trigger, who knows, maybe against a CM Punk, right? Where they try to make MJF not like a uh a like a squeaky clean baby face, but more like a anti-establishment babyface, like kind of like an like an anti-hero type baby face. He's gonna if he's you can make the argument he's like the hottest thing in AEW now, right? But whenever they decide to pull that trigger. He will be the hottest wrestler in AEW, maybe even in the wrestling landscape as a whole.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could do both flawlessly. I mean, I don't know if they're ever gonna fully pull a tri- the trigger on a full, like, full blown MJF babyface turn because I don't know. Like, like yeah, he could. De- obviously, he's proven that he could do it, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. He's obviously like. <sighs> He's just on a different level when he's a heel and I don't know. And it that would I think that would be a, a huge adjustment for him. Yeah, he he could do it, you know, on camera and stuff, but like at these meet and greets and all these like, you know, the conventions and stuff and the way he, the things he does to the fans like outside of the ring, I just think he man, he's just too good. He... He's just too good in the role that he's in right now. I, I, it would be weird if he's, you know, uh giving high fives out and, and hugging and kissing babies. Like it would
0: just be so weird. What if because, you notice, like, when he tries to be nice, he sounds, like, very condescending, right? So he'd be, Oh, like, yeah. He's like, what's the matter, bud? Like, he's just, <laughs> like, he's very condescending when he talks. So, like, what if he, like, blur the lines, like, when he was to do these meet and greets, where he'll have a back and forth with you. But maybe within that back and forth, he might throw, like, a couple of jabs here and there.
1: Yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, I mean, because it's like he can't help himself, look- so... <laughs> yeah. i don't know i don't know i mean hey, either way face or
0: heel i mean mjf is like like imagine him signing an autograph it. right like he's signing an autograph like oh what's your name bud like okay um okay jacob all right I mean, nice to meet you jacob he signed your autograph he's like hey kid stay away from the coke you're like a, you're about like a twinkie away from diabetes all right you know take care of yourself like imagine like i could see him doing something like that yeah yeah i can see it too yeah you've got to throw that shot in there but he says it in a nice way come on you gotta take care of yourself okay come on you don't want to you don't (laughs) want to end up like your old man because you know you know you see how he looks like you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah man man. all right what else on the aw front that i want to talk about okay a couple more things all right so we're gonna have um mjf adam cole in this blind eliminator tournament they're gonna face sammy g and danny garcia I don't even know if the Jericho Appreciation Society is even a thing anymore. Like, these two are together, but, like, I know it's a blind tournament, but I feel like coming out of this, clearly MJF and Core are going to win, but I think we're going to get, like, a Sammy G, Danny Garcia feud.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, God, I don't even know if, like, we haven't really seen much of these guys, I feel like. I mean, uh, I've watched, you know, I've been keeping up. i watch the show every week. I haven't really seen too much of either of these guys, right? Like they haven't even been on screen together too much. And the Jericho appreciation society hasn't really like been a thing. I know this past week we had that segment with, um, you know, Jericho and Don Callis. And then afterwards um, you had Jake Hager coming over and saying he was out of the group. And I guess that was, I don't know if that's like the official disbanding of the group or what, but um, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm surprised we haven't gotten the Sammy G and uh, Danny Garcia like feud yet, you know? So I guess maybe this is where it's heading. I mean, obviously, I don't know if it's so obvious. Like, you think MJF and Adam Cole are definitely winning this match? Like, they're not turning on each other. Yeah,
0: right? If if they're going to turn on each other, right, which that's what I'm aiming for. I'm not aiming for one to turn on the other. I want them to both turn on each other at the same time where they're looking at each other and they're like, you were going to hit me. No, you were going to hit me. And then they start going at it. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, like, we know MJF is a scumbag, right? But also, Adam Cole's is not. Adam Cole isn't squeaky clean either. Like, we know Adam Cole's history, right? So, I would like it to be at a point where they both end up turning on each other. Like, maybe they're both holding like a weapon or something. And then they're both like, You were going to hit me. And the other one's like, No, you were going to hit me. And then they just start going at it.
1: Yeah. 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 Because I don't. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't really tell you which one would turn on the other. So you might as well do something like that, where it's like they're both.
0: And it's different. Kind of, I don't think know. we've seen something yeah. like that done before.
1: Yeah, and it makes sense for both these guys too, because, like you said, given Adam Cole's history, he, he he can't come off as like an idiot and not know like like both of these guys, right? Like, obviously, they're doing some great stuff together, and like you know, they're they're playing this up how they're friends and stuff. But obviously, both guys have to know that like this this is too good to be true right, right. like this is, right like, there's like adam cole has to think and i'm talking kayfabe here right i mean like you know i'm not talking about like real life i'm talking <laughs> about like kayfabe he's he's got to think like oh like how could i trust max like he seems cool and like we're getting along but it's only a matter of time before he turns his back on me especially when yeah, Roddy keeps telling him like
0: do you really trust this guy
1: right right yeah yeah so yeah i would i would actually like to see that um I guess I don't. Again, I don't know if it's going to happen in this match, or if they're going to actually have that match with FTR, and then it's going to happen.
0: They teased but, it um... for Connecticut, at the AEW Collision in Connecticut. I think it's happening. I think like late July or something like that, or maybe happens in yeah. August. I forget, but that that that's got to be the match: FTR versus Cole and MJF.
1: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, you'd probably think so. Um, hey, I'm I'll be curious to see where it goes and 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 how long it goes. I mean, I'm thinking. Just you know, not knowing anything. Obviously, I'm just thinking it's probably gonna this title match is gonna happen uh, between these two guys at All In at Wembley. Um, of course, it could happen at All Out too, but I think I have a different theory be- behind what's gonna go on there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I guess listen, we got a lot more. I mean, I know it's coming up quick. Uh, Wembley's at the end of August, but uh, I guess the end of July if that's when they're gonna turn. Yep. I guess you know a couple weeks to build, but I like I, said, I just love these two together, and I, I do too. Wanna- I just want to keep, I, I, like, I can't wait to see what they what they have planned for, for this week, right? Like, every week so far, there's been a different video. The first one was, like, they're hanging out at the gym and they're lifting and stuff. And then this week was, uh, you know, the video games and stuff. I just want to see what, you know, what they're going to do next. Like, it's uh, it's that good.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right, let me ask you a question, Ryan. At AEW Dynamo, we got a debut of Nick Wayne. He just turned 18 years old last weekend. Um, He's a GCW regular. He's been killing it all over the independents. He just came off a tour from DDT in Japan. And he actually did get offered an AEW contract a year ago. But AEW was holding his contract until he turned 18. And he finally made his AEW debut against Shane Strickland, which they both have history over at um, Defy. I believe that's uh, the Seattle promotion, if I'm not mistaken. And the match was fantastic. I thought Nick Wayne had a great showing. Um, what's your thoughts on Nick Wayne? Cause he's still a very young kid.
1: Yeah, man. I think he's got a potential, a lot of potential. I mean, he's a stud. He's, I've seen him wrestle before, um, on the indies and stuff. And I know, obviously, he's got the, you know, the Wayne name. You know, Buddy Wayne, obviously his father. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. I think he's a stud. I think he has big things coming to, uh, for him. I'm really surprised. I mean, I'm actually. I was going to say I was surprised that AEW signed him so young, but, like, obviously they do it because they don't want WWE to get their hands on him, and 100%. rightfully so. Um, I love the the connection he has with Darby Allen. I thought I thought those videos were so great in introducing him um, and showing what he's been through and, you know, especially how Darby's like this, I don't know if I want to say father figure to him, but he's, like, kind of, like... like always a big watching, brother. Yeah, like, a, yeah, that's, that's a better way to put it. He's always watching him. He's always got his back. Um... And, you know, obviously, uh, Nick Wayne and Swerve, I'm sure they have history together from that Defy promotion, too. So, um, you know, I think he was the perfect first opponent for him. And, yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes. I don't really know. Like, it's tough, man. Like, how do you book somebody like this, right? Like, we see what they're doing with Hook. And, obviously, I don't really – I mean, Hook is is so young, too, and he can only do so much. But is it going to be the same thing with Nick Wayne? Like, I, I don't know. He's just very young. Um, but I think the sky's the limit. So I'm curious to see where it goes.
0: So before I give you the what the future might hold for Nick Wayne and some of my concerns, I, I really enjoyed watching when Nick Wayne came out and he was taking it all in. And even Shane Strickland, if you notice, if you go back and watch that match, Shane Strickland was just kind of just staring at him while. It wasn't like a stare like, I'm going to fuck you up. He was just kind of looking at him like, Yo, just take it all in, kid. Like, Just take this moment in before they started going at it. And I think even before they fucked up, right, I think they even like like gave each other like a fist bump real quick. I feel like they did that. It was like a real quick tap. So um, I really enjoyed seeing that. I love seeing sometimes when wrestlers kind of like break from, from characters' perspectives, you know, just because of the moment how big the moment might be so like we saw that even also with like ishii and moxley like after they beat the crap out of each other like moxley moxley just kind of gave him a kiss in the forehead so like i love seeing like little moments like that like it just really shows like hey these people are just like regular human beings like we are right and then also with nick wayne it's like you mentioned how like you know darby allen is kind of like his older brother right you know looking out after him listen that's like a real thing not only with like darby but like Also, like, in GCW, like, that GCW locker room took care of that fucking kid. Because I fucking saw it with my own eyes. Like, he cut a promo at the JCW show that I attended last weekend. And what's interesting about that was, was it felt like Nick Wayne was saying goodbye, right? But him and Jordan Oliver are the GCW tag champs. They just defended those titles on Friday night and they retained. So... Is, like, Nick Wayne not going anywhere? Like, so it it was interesting that they did this whole... Not segment, but they did this whole speech with Nick Wayne, and Nick Wayne was talking to the crowd, and he said, like, oh, this isn't a goodbye, this is a see-you-later, but, like, it looks like he's still, for the foreseeable future, he's still going to be doing GCW stuff, you know? So, like, I don't know if some deal got worked out there, but I thought they were going to drop those titles on Friday night, and they did it, But... All all this to say is like that GCW locker room actually does take care of this kid like like they're all like his older brothers and sisters, right? So, listen, there was some talent even crying in the ring when when Nick Wayne was uh saying uh this speech on last Sunday. So, um listen, I think the future is bright for Nick Wayne. He's a very talented kid and he's very humble. He is very very humble. And how I know this, because I've had conversations with this kid. He's a very humble kid. Now, my concern with Nick Wayne right now in AEW is, okay, he had a great show. He had a fantastic match with Shane Strickland, right? He lost. I don't think that hurts him. But now it's like going forward, what do you do with him? Because I don't want him to be the next Action Andretti. I don't want him to be the next Dante Martin where he's just put in these positions just to fucking lose these matches.
1: Yeah, well, that's that. That was what I was saying before. It's like it's that's tough. It's like, how do you book him? And again, he's so young.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's like, where's the spot for him right now? You know, like, and I think he should continue doing GCW. I mean, I understand I that Tony, Tony has him under contract. I get it. But like, let this kid go out there and keep getting reps. Like, yeah. let him keep doing GCW. Like, why the hell not? You know, yeah. uh, I I You're not going to use him on TV every week now just because he turned, what, he turned 18, right, or something
0: like that? Yeah, he turned 18, yep.
1: Yeah, so, like, now all of a sudden he he turns 18, now he can compete on television, so now you're just going to, now he's just a part of the company, and you're just going to, like, here he is, he's part of the team. Like, I just don't see it. Like, I think, obviously, like you said, Action Andretti is a perfect example. A guy that actually came in and actually won his first match against Chris Jericho, and people thought he was going to be, like, the next big thing. (laughs) Where is he now? right what is he doing now every time he's on tv everybody's like like you know and that's it's not on tv often so when he is it's like "Ugh, like this guy you know like so yeah i i that's a very valid concern like i i don't know how you book a guy like
0: this (laughs) you (laughs) i'm laughing you know why i'm laughing because that uh (laughs) that that's a real thing right and listen action andretti he's a talented dude also right but it's like They do this all the time. AEW does this all the time where they get this like young talent. All right. They sign them to a contract. They either give them that one big showcase or maybe a couple of showcase matches. And then it's like, what the fuck? Right. You know, you mentioned Action Andretti when I was in Vegas. Okay. When I attended the GCW show in Vegas, I thought Action Andretti was booked on the show because I was like, who's that Action Andretti? I didn't know he was on the card. You know what? It wasn't him. It was Jack Cartwheel. Jack Carwheel has the same <laughs> – Jack Carwheel at the time, not anymore, but, like, at the, his hair was curly, just like Action And So I'm like, what is Action Andretti doing in the ring? And no, it was Jack Carwheel.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, they're
1: just generic <laughs> – these are it's just generic guys that, like, can wrestle. But, like, I'll be honest, like, it ain't going to take you that far <laughs> if you can just wrestle. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. I mean, listen, like, I, that's the thing with AEW, too. They have so... I mean, the talent on this <laughs> roster is un, 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 unmatched, really. It's unbelievable. But they have a ton of really great wrestlers with no personality and no character. So, like, if these guys ever have hopes and dreams of being on the big stage of WWE one day and stuff like that, you're going to need a gimmick.
0: You're going to need... An identity. Well, 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 you know what? Hold on. I'm going to pause you right there. Because there's just one guy in the WWE roster right now that's currently a champion. And, man, this man is fucking boring. And he's an instant channel changer when we see him on our TV.
1: Austin Theory. Yep.
0: (laughs) Yo. That dude is awful.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was skipping back and forth. But, yeah, I mean, WWE has two guys on their roster right now playing the Austin Theory role. Better. Better than than Austin Theory. Theory. (laughs) Yep. Yep, hundred percent.
0: Oh man! But
1: yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I'm I'm high on Nick Wayne. I enjoyed the match. Nah, I enjoyed yeah. you know everything he you know uh, he's a great wrestler. I hope the best for him. But yeah, I don't know. Only time will tell how how they book him. He's so young. That's that's it's my only concern, man. And yeah. even the other one. Um, I don't know if they signed her yet, but Billy Starks is another one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: young, and just like they're gonna scoop her up. And I get it, but how i mean she actually might have a more of a bright future right now than nick wayne does because the women's division is kind of uh all over the place anyways and they don't really like it's it's just a mess so i think you have a couple of peaks
0: in the women's division you're like oh like listen like sky blue like she she's having like a breakout year right but it's like let's capitalize on that momentum right you have the women's title on tony storm and i love tony storm okay she's a one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, right? You know, she could be in anybody's top ten list right now, currently. But the problem is, nobody gives a shit that Tony Storm is the world champion because she's part of the outcast. Then nobody gives a fuck about.
1: Yeah, I mean, not not even just that. She hasn't done anything with this belt yet. There's no challenges for her.
0: And I mean, you know, he... listen, that that tie Valkyrie match got snapped like the Thanos snap.
1: You know. Listen, Ty, Ty could be the champ right now. We have no idea.
0: You're absolutely we don't right. Know what happened? You
1: should run you know, with that. Fuck so, it. Yeah. Dude, honestly, anything at this point. I mean, even even Chris Statlander has cooled down. Like, from going from winning the TBS title to defending it, like, every single week. And now it's like, what is she, what is she doing now with it? Like, there's just no challengers. They don't build anybody up. Uh I mean, I don't know what they're uh, – they're probably thinking that, you know, Jamie Hayter is going to come back and face Tony Storm at, at the Wembley show. and uh, But I mean, like, can you build somebody else up? Again, mm-hmm. like you said, Sky Blue looks like they were going all in on her. Well, pfft, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. It seems like they're pretty high on Willow, but um, she's probably going to do that Ring of Honor stuff. So it's like, oh, yeah, what are we doing?
0: Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, we thought that they were high on Sky Blue, right? And I'm not saying they're not high on Sky Blue. But then if you bring Billy Starks in, right, and you, if you're going to do something with her, what happens to Sky Blue? Cause if it, it in theory they're kind of playing the same role, yeah. That's yeah. why I, I'm I'm worried about Nick Wayne. Is he gonna be like another Dante Martin or like another Action Andretti? Because technically they're all the same role. Yeah, yeah, that's a very valid point. Uh by any chance did you catch Don Callis getting attacked at the Triple Mania post scrum gimmick at um at AAA yesterday? <laughs> I did.
1: That was a um, that was a scrum.
0: So it was like I, it a looked... it was like a post show conference type gimmick. And Kenny Omega ended up getting attacked. I think Takeshta was there. And Don Cowlis was like talking and shit or whatever. And I guess the fans were just roaming freely and one of them decided to get busy with Don Callis.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I saw the video. I I it looked like it was like yeah, it was a brawl between, you know, those guys and mm-hmm. Don was just there. And then yeah, like you you see like on the top left corner of the screen, you see him, like, getting taken down. And it's wild, man. It's wild. I mean, I, what possesses some of these fans to do these things is just beyond me and just completely wild. Um, I'll never understand it. I really I so, really won't.
0: So, listen. I, I'm going to kind of – I'm going to just share, you know, what I was telling uh, – I was actually telling this to Brian in front of the show, Brian Zendig, because he was like, what the fuck, man? And I'm like, listen – that mexican audience the audience they they they're straight kayfabe right like they take this shit real right it's like kind of like the japanese audience the only difference between the japanese audience and the mexican audience is like the japanese audience they won't break kayfabe but at the same time they won't step over the line at these like at these lucha libre shows like you could hear from like wrestlers, like I'm not saying I'm not saying anything new here. Like they take that shit to the heart. Where sometimes the wrestlers get attacked, they've gotten thrown, pissed at them. Like they'll say every vulgar Spanish insult to some of these wrestlers. Like it, it's a fucking. Real thing out there, and listen, I'm not condoning that whatsoever, yeah, and I was gonna I'm not say, it's also not an excuse. and right, and I'm also not trying to offend anyone that's like Mexican or anything like that. But it's a real thing. Like th- their audiences are just built differently. You think like you know, we we talk about like us all the time. Like yo, listen, wrestling fans are just pieces of shit, especially fans out here in the states, right? Listen, in some of these other countries, like yo, they go overboard.
1: Yeah, it's also not a great idea to have the fans just. Roaming around, right? Too. one thousand percent. They have that reputation, you know. I mean, it wasn't set up the proper way, um, but yeah. I mean, uh, let's. I hope Don Callis is okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I know it, he ended it, up got. Ta- he ended up going to the hospital. Uh he,
1: Wow, he, I did not know that. He
0: ended up going to the hospital. If I'm not mistaken, uh, I read in a, a report that he ended up going to the hospital and I think he was like bleeding a little bit from his mouth or whatever, and he was a little bit shaken up, but I think he's okay. Um, but that was a that was earlier today that I read that.
1: Scary, man. Yeah. Scary stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes wrestling fans just don't know how to fucking act. All right. Um. So I was telling you how after Battle of the Belts, right? I was like, what the fuck did I just spend my last hour, right? Like, this is an hour I'm never going to get back. I should have fucking just changed the Slammiversary after Ricky Starks won the tournament by cheating. I should have just turned on Slammiversary. Well, I ended up watching Slammiversary.
1: You get a congratulations.
0: For oh, 1000%. You know what? Here we go. Congratulations, you played yourself. So, just some interesting notes on coming out of Impact Slam Anniversary. Every title changed hands except the world title, which I thought was very very interesting. Uh Trinity, she ended up defeating uh Diana for the Knockouts Women's Championship. I thought that match was really really good. We got new tag champions in Subculture. They're the they used to be part of NXT UK. It's Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, you remember those two? It was
1: them, yeah, it was them, right? Yeah, they uh um, they ended like, up oh, picking. Yeah, this-
0: yeah. yeah, they ended up picking a win, and uh, it was a fatal four way match. Uh, Moose and Brian Myers was in it. Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan was also in the match, and yeah, they dethroned. I mean, they they were they weren't the team. that got pinned, but they dethroned um Chris Bay and Ace Austin, which they've been having fucking. We're talking about like tag team wrestling, man. They've been on a fucking run, bro. They're one of the hottest tag teams in wrestling right now, dude. Um, Chris Bay and Ace Austin. I'm really curious to see what happens next, but um, you know, good for subculture that they ended up getting released by WWE, and now you know, besides them doing indies out in the UK, you know, they, 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 you know, they. I don't know if they signed to deals with Impact, but you know, them dethroning, you know, uh, Chris Bay and Ace Austin. That's a big thing, man. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, good for them. I, I, I've I always enjoyed watching Mark Andrews, specifically, mm-hmm. um, wrestling. I mean, even going back to when he was in Impact before yeah, he was yeah. in uh, NXT. When he was okay. at that
0: little skateboard.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, good dude. And, and, you know, Flash Morgan Webster is, is uh, also fun to watch. I remember him from Progress Days. Yep. Um, Go throwing, throwing this back years ago. But, uh, yeah, good for them. It seems like they... I guess it's, have they been on impact since they uh, have been on know, for impact. A while they've now? been
0: they've been on impact. I've seen them on impact a lot when they've done uh like Canada shows, and it, it's so interesting. Like you know, with AEW running like all these Canada sh- Canada collisions, right? Because they've been like on a Canada stretch, right? Fucking the anniversary was in Canada uh, last night also, Jeez. and they've been on a lot of clip. Canada shows. Um, Canadians
1: getting spoiled with all this uh, all this wrestling.
0: Yeah, yeah. The entire month. I know, I know. They shouldn't be getting another wrestling show till like 2024, to be quite honest with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, they should all be satisfied. Yeah, I mean, AEW specifically hit every single Canadian like <laughs> c- city. It seems like like every I mean, we were freaking uh, um, Saskatchewan, which is like where Brock Lesnar lives, on like in the middle of nowhere in the woods or something like that. And I, I think, mean,
0: like you know what's so crazy? I think Impact's actually going back to Canada like the end of August. And I think Sonata's gonna be on the card.
1: Hey, Impact they, they run the same places, I just feel like over and over and over. Like they they run they run that venue in Toronto a lot. So like, so last just... night
0: they were in um where were they? they weren't in Toronto last night. They were in um some college. I can't think of the name right now. But they ran they they ran pretty much like their college sports venue. I can't think of the college right now, but it was somewhere in Canada. But it was in Toronto. But at the end of August they're going back to Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, good for Canada. They, I guess they love their impact wrestling over there. I don't know. I, I will say, and I don't know if you're probably going to get more into, uh, you know, what happened on the show. So yep. I'm not going to like jump ahead too much, but you know, and again, this is just a problem I have with impact. It's mm-hmm. like I was looking at a few clips and the the crowd is just dead. There's just no reaction for anything. Like, there was two big returns, and I'm sure you'll get into them in a minute, and just zero reaction for either one. I mean, was it just me, or, like, was there just no reaction?
0: So I I, so I watched it on TV. I watched the on TV, and I did I, – I thought – you know what? I thought the crowd was, was a pretty good crowd, man. Really? I, yeah. Really? Listen, watching the it on – clips
1: I watched, I don't may, know.
0: Maybe. Maybe because this is one thing I will say about Impact, okay? The people that go to these Impact shows, right – they go there to have fun, and I feel like they react to everything. They react to shit sometimes where it's like, really? <laughs> you know? like, like, <laughs> And listen, this is not knocking the Impact product because I really, truly do enjoy it. Like, I feel like it's such an easy watch, you know, but to their week-to-week product. But I, I thought the crowd was really good, man. Listen, and there was at some point I was watching this Slammiversary show, and I'm like, this crowd is better than the crowd that was at Battle of the Belt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you
0: know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, granted, they, they, you know, they, yeah, that's not saying much, right? But nah, you know, I, maybe it's the clips that you're watching, bro, because you know, it was from the Impact Twitter, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I I even watched it a few times. I'm like, where's the like the pop, the reaction, um, I, I, dude, I don't know, yeah. I don't know because I don't know. like they listen, like I said, like the people that go to Impact shows, they go there to have fun, and listen, they were to me watching the pay per view, I thought. They, it was a pretty good crowd, man. Like, the Ultimate X match was fantastic. Um, Eric Young made his return, which, interesting how that ended up happening, right? So, just to give you a quick, like, rundown. So, Scott Moore has been beefing with Bully Ray. Yeah, I know Bully Ray, right? Like, who who cares about Bully Ray? But they've been beefing or whatever, right? And then Bully Ray was supposed to tag with Steve Macklin, and Steve Macklin ended up getting hurt, so he ended up getting a Diener from the design, right? And he used to be part of violent by design with Eric Young, okay? So then Scott D'Amore was supposed to tag with PCO. Not really the biggest PCO fan, so I'm glad that he wasn't in the match. And (laughs) Scott D'Amore had to get a new partner, and you get the return of Eric Young. Eric Young, under my understanding, I thought he was, like, hired by WWE, rehired by WWE since, like, last November, but we haven't seen him yet. Then FIFO sends out a report saying that he was hired by WWE, but then when McMahon returned, and then the whole Endeavor deal happened, you know, good for him. Because if you're not comfortable, like, with any of this stuff or whatever, good for him. He decided to be like, you know what? I'm I'm good. Like, I don't care about money. I think Eric Young just cares about, like, just what's good for him. You know, like, whether he's having fun or not or he's doing stuff that he enjoys. And, I mean, they brought him back in November and they didn't do anything with him. So, he was like you know what I, I i want out and they gave him his 98 clause it was uh, it was under the hush hush because nobody like knew anything and he made his return to impact wrestling and i mean good for him you know i i like seeing shit like that like whether it's like eric young or like a guy like moose saying like you know what i'm gonna resign with impact or like even guys that are younger like a chris bayer and ace austin where it's like you know what I could test my water somewhere else or maybe I have, but you know what? I, I kind of want to stick around in impact or even Kazarian, how he was just like, I'm going to go to impact wrestling. I, you know, I don't want to be in AEW anymore. And even Trinity, you know, now she's a knockout women's champion. I, I love seeing shit like that because it's like, it's another option for all these men and women to work. And it's another option to be like, Hey, you know, I, I, I used to see this wrestler in this promotion. Now he's over here. Maybe I should start watching it. And maybe I might see some other wrestlers that I like.
1: Yeah, no, I think that is the perfect explanation of what Impact Wrestling is. Like, that's exactly the point of Impact. And they did, I'm sure you saw it. It was um, a nice video that they posted prior to Slammiversary about just, like, the history of Impact. And mm-hmm. it was they basically, like, showing clips of, like everybody's basically like in WWE right now, right? Like uh, you know AJ Styles, obviously all these like the TNA uh, Impact legends, and it was like uh, you know they paved the way and Impact we gave them a chance, like and it was a nice video. It was a nice like reminder of why of what Impact wrestling is all about. So that's why like as, no matter how many times I'll sit here and just bury it for fun, <laughs> you know, for comedic purposes, right, right, like, right. They do have a purpose, obviously, in the wrestling world and in, in this business. Um, and yeah, it's, it's for like guys who Eric Young is a perfect example of that guys who, you know, obviously uh, made a name for themselves in TNA impact back in the day and then went to WWE and yeah, sure. He did some good stuff at sanity down in NXT, Mm -hmm. but then once he became, he called up to the main roster, he didn't do anything. Like they did nothing with him. They didn't have a spot for him and he's returning to impact now for like the 800th time And every single time, it's like when things don't work out in WWE Forum, Impact has their doors wide open, and he comes right back into the fold. And it just seems like he fits in, obviously, because of the name that he built there. And it's just like Bobby Roode's another guy, too, who, like, obviously did good in NXT. I know he's hurt right now, but, like never did anything on the main roster. If he went back to impact, like he, it would just feel right. He would just fit right back in. And obviously impact is always going to be there to scoop up a guy like Bobby Roode and Eric young. So, um, yeah, listen, I think, you know, good for Eric young for getting out, obviously who the hell does want to work for Vince McMahon. uh, these days? (laughs) So kudos to him. But, um, I think, I think, you know, he should, I don't know if he's at the end of his career or if he thinks he could keep going, I think he needs to just realize that this is the place for him and the rest yeah. of the world. Is Impact. I, I mean, that's really it. Like, do, is he going to really try a, another time now to go back if they want him, just say, in two years from now? Like, I mean, at some point, it's like, bro, I understand, like, you, you do it for the money or whatever. And obviously you want to be on the big stage. But, like, Impact's giving you everything. And I just think he has to just kind of except the fact that, like, this is probably it, you know? Well,
0: I, I think I think the reason why he even went back to WWE, I think because he, he was a Triple H guy, right? So Triple H probably was like, hey, you know, things are different now. I I always see you as an asset, whatever. And we, listen, just me just thinking outside the box here. And then once 2023 hit, and then who knows what Triple H told Eric. Maybe he was like, you know, just trying to work things out, blah blah blah, and you know, just give me after Mania, and then we'll figure something out. Because apparently there was plans in motion after Mania, but then the whole Endeavor deal happened, and then he was just like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here, man." I don't know. Like, I just have a
1: hard time like believing that if he signed in November of last mm-hmm. year, and like Vince don't come back until you know, I know there was, uh, you know, there was the rumors of the him coming back in January for. I right. know well, he did come back, right, for to, for the sale or whatever. But, like, at that point, he still wasn't running the show. But it's like, what about from December until then? Like, you know, where, like,
0: were, where they, was Eric Young this whole time?
1: Right. They didn't They didn't even make an effort to put him on TV. No vignettes. No, they didn't just throw him back on TV. Like, so I don't even want I don't even real. like, I don't know if I believe that. Like, oh, Triple H had plans for him down the line. Like, bro, you signed him in November, and he didn't even appear. You know once. what? I, like, I
0: would have much rather seen Eric Young on SmackDown than fucking Hit Row. Okay?
1: <laughs> Is that my <laughs> point? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You could right like
0: I could I would have like, much rather seen Eric Young on my TV. Yo, give him like a eight minute match with someone than see Hit Row.
1: Dude, even if Eric Young is is the new like squash guy, right? He like, just comes out and just loses like in to like uh to Veer or something like that, right? Like oh, Veer needs an opponent. Here you go, here's Eric Young. Like, bro, I think I even he probably would have just taken that for some TV time for God's sake. Like, nothing. They signed him back, and he he made zero appearances. So what do he just do? Sit back there and, and collect the paycheck for all these months? Did did they even bring him the TV? Like, was he on the road? Was well, he traveling? Well, you're you're, like hearing, the, you're hearing the rumors
0: about Carlito, though, right? Carlito's apparently signed back with the yeah. B. He was supposed to make his return, like, I think, like, two SmackDowns ago, but they cut it. Dude, I'll never
1: understand why you sign somebody and then you just don't use them. Like, what a waste of money. Like, not that, obviously, it's like chump change to WWE, right? But, like, what? Like, you have to have a
0: mindset when you're signing a you guy. At, like, okay, we're going to use it. At least with Tony Khan signing people, you get a graphic, even if we don't see you for, like, two months. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, um, man. Well, Well, nonetheless, I am happy for Eric Young and just, you know, like, Impact had a really good show on Slammiversary. It ended with Alex Shelley and uh, Nick Aldis in the main event. And Alex Shelley, no disrespect to Nick Aldis because I do like him, but I'm glad that Alex Shelley retained. And then you get the returning Josh Alexander. And he gets on the microphone. There's no like beef between Alex Shelley and Josh Alexander. They're staring at each other, and he just says, I'm back. And then that was it, and that's how the pay-per-view ended. I thought it was a really great ending. That's awesome, yeah. I mean,
1: I I saw some clips, some some things, and, um, you know, I Leo Rush winning the
0: yeah. X Division title that in there was, as well. That was strange. And the reason why I thought that was strange is because we didn't get a match. Unless there's, like, a Chris Saban injury that I'm not aware of because he was supposed to be at that JCW show last weekend, and they, they, they swapped him out. Like, he couldn't make the show. So unless there's some injury there that I don't know about, but that match was so weird because Leo Rush comes out, Chris Sabin comes out, and Leo Rush just goes straight for, like, a suicide dive through Chris Sabin, And then Chris Sabin is, like, selling his head, like he has, like, a concussion or something, he gets in the ring, and then legit, like, it was just L- Leo Rush in offense for, like, three minutes, and then it was, like, it was a short, quick match. I'm thinking there's, like, an injury there. Something's going on with Sabin.
1: That's weird, yeah. I, I obviously wasn't aware of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, you would think injury, right? I mean, obviously, he had to be healthy enough. To go in there and do that, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope the best for him. That's uh, that doesn't seem good, but I mean, good for Leo Rush too. I no, mean, yeah,
0: I like Leo Rush a lot, also.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I've always been a huge. Well, uh, not a huge guy, but I've always been a fan of him. You know, I know he gets a, a bad rap because of you know all the, the retirement things and all that stuff. But I genuinely, genuinely think he's a good guy. Yeah, me too. Um, and um, he's su- freaking super talented. Like, it's just unbelievable how good he is. Um, So, yeah, I was happy to see that, and I think he even tweeted this out. He's, like, the youngest uh, person to appear on every single major, um, like, television show, like, in the business. Like, you know, he's on WWE, he's on AEW television, now Impact, um, obviously Ring of Honor and stuff, too. So I I thought that was, like... Wow. Yeah,
0: Japan. I thought
1: that was a pretty cool stat. Um,
0: Yeah, like, in the modern era, he has appeared, like, in every... Major promotion or major adjacent promotion, right? Because you know MLW, yeah, NXT. Yeah, yeah, NXT, MLW. Like, wow, good, good for Leo Rush, man. I, I also like Leo Rush a lot. Yeah, good for him. I hope Chris Saban's all right though. But yeah, like, listen, Impact. They put on one hell of a a, a pay per view, uh, for anniversary. So you know, good for them, man. Uh, I really, yeah, no, hundred percent. I, I really praise their their product a lot. Okay, let's talk about some WWE stuff real quick. So we're talking about like people leaving, people coming in, or whatever. So. There's a guy that's a free agent now that was spotted at the Performance Center, and that is Brian Pillman Jr. What's your thoughts?
1: Uh, yeah, my thoughts is uh, I don't really, like, know why AEW dropped the ball with this guy. <laughs> that's, like, my you immediate... You know what it sounds
0: like? It sounds like one of these. Congratulations. You played yourself. Because it, it's, it's crazy to say this, that Brian Pillman's MLW run... Was one thousand times better than his AEW run.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had he had that one match against MJF at Grand Slam, the first ever Grand Slam. Mm-hmm. And uh, besides that, I don't think he had he did anything else memorable. And it's just so <clears> super <throat> weird to me. Uh, you know, they did that documentary uh, series about you know, um, you know how he was featured on there with you know his whole family and everything. Yeah, Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. And, um, I thought after that, like, it's like, all right, like everybody's going to be behind this guy, right? Like they want to see him succeed. And like, obviously he's he's a pillman. Like, how do you like, how do you not do anything with this guy? Right. And then, um, I was really surprised when I saw that he's a free agent. I'm like, wow, Tony didn't try to like, you know, keep him. I mean, I listen, I know the, the roster's bloated, but like, I don't know. Tony seems like he just wants everybody. Um, So I mean, yeah. Listen, if I'm WWE, that's this is a no brainer. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, he's at the Performance Center, and they're doing. I guess uh, I don't know. I I I read something today that they're like, you know, looking into him. They have interests. It's like, bro, like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you look to sign this guy? Like,
0: Pillman uh, to me is I I've been saying I've been saying this for a while now when it comes to Brian Pillman Jr. I'm like, how do you not use this guy right? Like, it it just makes very hard to
1: screw up. Yeah
0: like this guy has like the look. He has the Pillman name and you just got to give him stuff where it's like it, it just feels organic. Like that whole uh what is it? The 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 blondes, over were they, The varsity blondes yeah. thing like that just wasn't him. It didn't work out. Like that's not that's not Brian Pillman. That's not Brian Pillman Jr. He's more yeah. like that cocky like you know, like kind of like a uh, sleazy type I don't want to call him a prick, but like he needs to be that type of role, right? And like I a father. Go, yeah, like I it kind of goes back to. I think we talked about this on the show, and I remember uh, Leo chimed in when we were talking about this. You remember last year, Ric Flair did that whole last match shit. Remember? Oh,
1: how can I forget?
0: <laughs> okay, well, they're in that show. They did this match where it was like. Uh, they were kind of like honoring the four horsemen, and it was Brian Pillman Jr. and um, Brock Anderson versus mm-hmm. I think it was the, the Rock and Roll Express, if I'm, mistaken. if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong there. Anyways, that how Brian Pillman looked for that match, that should have been the presentation that he should have had in AEW. That cocky, cigarette in his mouth, leather jacket, like that's the presentation Brian Pillman Jr. should have had in AEW, and we never got that. We got we we got more character development with Brian Pillman in MLW than we did in AEW, so hopefully in WWE they they should sign this guy. I know Brian Pillman Jr. and Triple H have some type of relationship because Brian Pillman Jr. has gone on record saying that that um when Triple H was still in WCW this is going way back in the day, um or like when he's first no 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 maybe not WCW maybe when Pillman went to uh, WWF at the time like Triple H used to like crash in brian pillman's house or whatever and he like met like a baby brian pillman jr and like really babysit him like like for like uh like an hour or something like that it was like so it was like a story down those lines but like they've always had that connection so they have had communication so I, hopefully there's something there man i really do i really um hope brian pillman does get signed to WWE, and i it just can it'll just be full circle right you know his father was there and You know, his father ultimately, you know, he passed away and, you know, we don't know what would have happened with Brian Pillman Jr. You know, he was doing like the Hart Foundation stuff in WWF at the time and it would just be full circle there. You know, he knows a lot of people that are there, too. You know, like he's very close to Natty. So, you know, I really hope that if he does go to WWE, things work out better for him. And I think it will be.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty hopeful as well. I mean, listen, it it just seems like a slam dunk, no brainer to sign him, in my opinion. And yeah, I I would have a hard time, and you know, I know WWE's track record and everything, um, but I just have a hard time seeing them fumble the bag with this guy. I mean, yep. I just I feel like this is a guy that's right up their alley. And uh, yeah, I mean, good for him. I mean, I you know, I I want to see him succeed. I think uh, I think he's got the well, the it factor. I mean, obviously, you know, yep. look who his dad was. So. Yeah, um, I hope he signs with them. I, it's looking pretty good. I would think, you know, if he's at the PC and stuff, that he's eventually going to get signed. So, yeah, I'm curious to see. Uh, you know, if they put him in NXT, or if, they probably would put him in NXT over bringing him back up to the uh, just like throwing him on the main roster. Right. But yeah, yeah, I'm I'm excited. It's uh, to me, like I said, a no brainer signing in my opinion.
0: I agree. All right, let's take talk about uh, this Jay and Roman story, man. This story just continues getting better and better, bro. This segment where Roman sounds like he's owning up to his mistakes, and he's like, he just wants his family back. And he's telling Jay, you know, if this is what you want, you want to be the tribal chief, then that's fine. He gets down on his knees, he puts the the gimmick over his head, on Jay's head, and then he gets on down on his knees, like he's about to like, like, praise Jay, and he low blows him. Okay? And this whole thing just looks so dope because in one in in one if you look at the full picture, right? Jimmy's like in the corner, like pissed off. He's I don't know what he's pissed off about. He's either pissed off that he knows Roman's gonna turn on Jay, or he's pissed off that Roman's like honoring Jay as the tribal chief, right? So that's like a whole different layer of the story right there. On the other corner, you have Jasola just staring, and Paul Heyman's just fucking crying. He's like a crying mess. And then Roman ultimately just turns on Jay, and you get this big brawl, and they take out Jimmy, and then at the end of the SmackDown, you have Jay coming out saying that he wants to whip Roman's ass and he's challenging Roman. So we're gonna get the Jay and Roman match at SummerSlam. Fast forward to this past week on SmackDown. Jay gets his hands on Paul Heyman. And <laughs> Paul Heyman takes the Anytime Paul Heyman takes a bump is fucking hysterical to me. And then him and Solo are going at it, so Jay Roman, bro, listen, in a perfect world, Jay dethrones Roman Reigns. But that's not going to happen. But I'm here for the ride, man.
1: Yeah, I um, tweeted this out, too, uh, a couple weeks ago um, at after the Madison Square Garden show. And uh, I literally said, I was like, listen, I know Cody's the guy, and he's probably going to be the one to dethrone Roman. But for this whole entire storyline to come full circle, for it to end on the right note, it just seems very appropriate for Jay to be the one to take the belt off of Roman. And I know it would just be a moment because I have no faith in a Jay Uso uh, championship run, okay? And, and it's not even knocking the guy. I'm just saying Kofi Kingston had his moment at WrestleMania 35, right, winning the WWE championship. And give me one memorable match that he had within that range. You can't, because it was a very forgettable reign. It would be the same thing with Jey Uso, but listen, wrestling is all about moments. You remember moments more than you remember matches, okay? I mean, that's that's my opinion, but that's a, at least the way I think. Um, I just feel like it would be so perfect if he was the one after all of this. I mean, the whole entire Bloodline story re- line revolved around him. For him to be the one to finally dethrone Roman, I think it's the perfect ending to the story. Not going to happen, though. Um, but the match, I think, is going to be awesome. I'm curious to see where it goes be- and how it's booked, because I think we've talked about this, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. It's like, all right, Roman wins again. Is the Bloodline storyline finally over? Like, is it coming to an end? Like, what happens next? Like, where does Roman go after this? Like, who is who challenges him after? Like, I just really don't know where it's going um but i do want to say paul Heyman's cell was absolutely hilarious i watched it several times (laughs) it is it's so funny um i i can't get over
0: it (laughs) he just looks like a walrus with a suit on (laughs) well listen and i love paul Heyman. i'm just saying like the way he just takes these bumps it just looks hilarious but you know i'm glad you said all that i'm really glad you said all that because you know, I've been on this show very pro Roman, and I'm still very pro Roman. Okay, uh, especially this run that he's on right now. I, you know, I'll be the first one to throw the ones up. You know, troll people. You know, piss them. You know, get them all on their feelings or whatever. But if I have to be honest here, if I have to be perfectly honest here, if Roman re- if Roman retains, which most likely will happen at Summerslam, if Roman retains, I'll be fine. I'll be p- perfectly fine. I'll be like, ah, yeah, fine, whatever same time i would to hate jay being the guy to throw roman like it just feels too good to be true right but i feel like that's an ongoing conversation that we always have with when it comes to these opponents to roman reigns right with cody rhodes at wrestlemania hey we can even make the argument with sammy Zayn at elimination chamber the chamber of elimination and and what was that uh that was not toronto that montreal. was montreal uh, montreal there you go we could even throw that in the conversation it just feels too good to be true, right? It feels perfect timing. Why not? Fuck it. Let's do it. What if we're we're just not thinking things clearly here? What if the reasons why we're feeling this type of way right now is because there's like a, a bigger story being told that we are not seeing right now? I'm going to tie this in with the Judgment Day stuff, okay? Judgment Day, they've been teasing for the past couple of weeks that there's some, that there's some issues there between, mostly between Damian Priest and Finn Balor ever since. Damian Priest won Money in the Bank and then Finn Balor couldn't beat Seth Rollins at uh, Money in the Bank and there's been conflict there but they picked up a win this past uh, week on Monday Night Raw everything's all good blah 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 whatever right there's a rumor going around I don't know if you read this that apparently what's penciled in is we're gonna get another Balor Seth Rollins match at SummerSlam okay that's Mm -hmm. apparently what's getting penciled in I don't know how true that is but that's the rumor okay what if hear me out here What if, and I wish we were doing this on a video so we could fucking screen grab this whole thing and I could put it on social media, but that's not (laughs) going to happen. But what if, okay, Finn Balor dethrone Seth Rollins for that World Heavyweight Championship, okay, Jey Uso beats Roman Reigns in the main event and Damian Priest cashes in? Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean... Ooh, that would be a lot. That would be a lot though. That would to have So you're talking about Damian Priest obviously cashing in on Jey Uso. Right?
0: Yes, and listen, you we yeah. get the we get the moment. Jey Uso dethrones Roman Reigns. Everybody's all happy. Blah blah blah. Damien Priest boom attacks him, cashes in, wins the title. Now we don't have to worry about the Roman Reigns situation. Who's gonna be Roman Reigns' the next challenger? We don't even gotta worry about that. Yeah. Roman Reigns takes honest- a break. We get him back, I don't know, for like Survivor Series or the Rumble or something. Or Listen, who's to say? Maybe we'll get like a J- Judgment Day versus Bloodline for you out of, out of this too, leading into Survivor Series.
1: Yeah, man. I, that's great fantasy booking, honestly. And that's the, that's the beauty of the Money in the Bank. Listen, I wasn't even thinking that. Like that was not even a thought in my head. And that is why the Money in the Bank is so great. Because you have an out, you know? You have a a way out of certain things.
0: You mean the out that they had last year and they never took advantage of?
1: (laughs) Yep, yep. That out. (laughs) Uh, Regardless. Yeah, dude, honestly, like, to have that moment. And even, like, you don't even need to do it in the same night either. You can have Jey Uso have the moment um you know and then you don't have to worry about a long title run because and then yeah you could just take the belt off of him and just give it to to Damian Priest. Listen, mm-hmm. I would love that. I really would. I I obviously I was very, you know, pro Cody to be the one to th- to dethrone Roman a couple months ago at WrestleMania. Obviously it didn't happen. I feel like next year at WrestleMania it's just uh, it's just a year too late and I just feel like Pull the trigger now on Jay Uso. You, you might as freaking well because Jey Uso makes more sense than Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you know, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, honestly, the, the Damien Priest cash-in. I mean, and also, too, I am all in on Finn Balor uh, defeating Seth Rollins. So, let's throw that out there. I mean, I, I love Seth and I am enjoying it. But he's run. Teflon.
0: It's kind of going back to what we were talking about the, FTR, the whole FTR thing. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy Seth Rollins won the world championship, right? And listen, if that does not happen and Finn Balor doesn't dethrone Seth Rollins, I'm fine with that, too. But, like, Seth Rollins is so, like, great right now. Like, the man is untouchable. Like, he could lose his world title and Seth Rollins comes out of there walking fine. Like, it's totally fine with him. He comes out clean.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, dude. I'm just picturing... I'm just picturing the Judgment Day... With the two top titles, right? Finn, Damian Priest. You have Rhea as the uh, the women's world champion. And you know what? I just saw the other day. I know Dominic where you're going. Mysterio, he's facing um. <laughs> my Wesley guy. Um,
0: yeah, Wesley.
1: Yeah. For the North American title, and he's like he he's like on this long run right now. And somebody was like, somebody said, obviously it was a joke. They were like, you know, yeah, like oh, imagine Dominic's the one to end this streak. He should. Dude, I think that would be hilarious. He should, yo, give <laughs> him all the it. gold, bro. Give him all Man. the
0: fucking gold.
1: Listen, the Judgment Day is the best, is the best thing on Raw, honestly. Um, you know, outside of Seth Rollins and stuff, in my opinion, like they have just as a group, they've just become a huge deal. And I think you know, obviously, you keep them as a group still as a unit. And if they're holding both titles, I mean, God, that would just be that'd be unreal.
0: I mean, they're gonna be they're gonna be a busy faction because like if. Hypothetically speaking, if this theory I have ends up happening, they would appear on both shows, but fucking why not? They're fucking hot they, they their whole gimmick is they want they they run w w e they don't want to just run one show, so why not dude, exactly why not listen i i'm
1: pro Roman too I've enjoyed the run, I think it's run its course, especially if he beats j u so I'm gonna be like, Ugh, like <laughs> what's next now like like there's legit nobody left there I really mean, isn't man. man. They're really Cody, obviously, isn't. but what are we gonna do? Run back to Cody, finish the story thing. He's gonna win the Rumble again, and we're gonna—I mean, like, fine, but like, I don't know, man. I'm all in on Jey Uso currently. Like, pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, you know what? You get because, like, listen. I think long term, Jey Uso being a world champion is not the right way to go because I feel like it's gonna hurt him eventually. Yeah. You know, yeah. but if you Everybody give him just that just remember the moment. Right, but if you give him that moment. Where he's the guy that dethrones Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, you have that image, him holding the title, and then you get the cash in. I, I think that that works out best. You kind of you don't have to worry about what's next for Roman Reigns defending the title. You give Jey Uso the moment, and he's already hit legendary status at that point because he's the guy that the fucking dethroned Roman Reigns. And then you, Damon Priest, he ends up winning the Universal Title. Why not?
1: Hey, I love it. I'm all on board, man. You you always get me excited with these theories. And then man. they
0: never happen. And I mean, I mean... <laughs> yeah, they never
1: happen. But uh, hey, it's 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 a good theory. I like it a lot.
0: Listen, I, I, there's there's some like I feel this is more of like a fantasy book and idea, which I would love for them to do, right? And I just feel like they would, they wouldn't have to worry about like what's next if they do something like this, right? Nobody sees it. It comes out of nowhere. You have that shock value. And you're making a whole bunch of guys in the process, right? When you have Roman Reigns retaining, and listen, I'm pro-Roman. Especially this run that he's on. I'm pro-Roman Reigns. At the same time, it's like, how long... And listen, who's to say, right? Maybe they do find other ways of stretching this out until next year's WrestleMania, right? Because they've done it before. But at the same time, it's like, that, that, that stretch is looking very slim, man. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. Listen, it's it's time. I, I just feel like at the end of this, if, you know, Roman retains and we go into next year's WrestleMania, I mean, I just feel like he's dragging this now. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, like, it's been a great, memorable, historic run. Like, it's going to go down the history books and everything like that. But you're really <laughs> dragging it. And listen, I think if it's up to Roman Reigns, he would want to put Jey Uso over and have him be the guy to end it. I mean, I'm just, I'm, why wouldn't he, right? right. Like Right. Uh listen, it seems too perfect, obviously. Probably not gonna happen, but it's never exciting, right? <laughs> say
0: never. I agree. Yeah. I agree. All right, bro. That's it, man. I think we covered everything we needed to cover. We we talked about a little bit of everything. Also, <clears throat> let me just throw out there for those that want to wake up early, the G one is happening also. We haven't talked about that because but apparently the the first two nights, there've been some pretty interesting outcomes that have been coming out of the G one. So there's also you, uh, the new Japan front of things, the G One's happening, and listen, wrestling's great. All and all around, wrestling is great. There's a couple of things that we might be like, uh, I don't necessarily need this, but overall, I think the wrestling landscape is pretty good right now.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's more than good. I mean, there is so much freaking wrestling. Uh, it's like if you're a wrestling fan, there's no way you can follow everything, unless you have no other life outside of wrestling. Exactly. And no other interest. Exactly. It is so crazy. I mean, just last night alone, look at how many things there were to watch. I mean, you had the Triple Mania, mm-hmm. you had AEW, you had Impact. I mean, like, there's just so many things always going on. Every weekend is jam-packed with wrestling. Uh, hey, it's great for the business, so, you know, I, I ain't complaining. I don't watch everything, but I ain't, ain't complaining at all. Um, but yeah, the G1, too, it's it's, that's like impossible to follow, and especially now with like four blocks. Ugh, I, I hate the whole format of G One now. But
0: yeah, I do miss the I do miss the the two block format. You know, and I, and I like looked
1: and there's like there's eight matches now on each show. So I don't I don't think they do like the undercard tag match. No, they don't. Like they it's did. just
0: straight. It's just straight block matches.
1: So that's cool, and I'm sure the wrestlers enjoy, like, they don't have to wrestle every single show, so they get, like, a break here and Mm -hmm. there if you're on, like, the different block, but, man, like, that's so difficult to follow, like, to watch all these shows, eight matches each, different block matches, like, God, like, just A and B, man, like, not everybody's got to be in this tournament, but I'm not going to go start on going on a rant about New Japan right now, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the G1, I just wish they went back to the old format, because I'm sure there's a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of great matches, but... Just impossible to follow.
0: Yeah. And in recent years, especially like with the pandemic and stuff, what I've been doing with the Gene one is if I could watch like the first two opening nights, I'll try to watch that, which I haven't done this year. But I really try to like, I'll read the results on like who's up at points and this, this, and that. But I really try to find like the, I'd really try to watch like the the final two to three shows. Definitely the final, but like the two to three shows leaning up to that, I'll try to watch.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't even tell you who's I gonna win the tournament either, which I guess is a good thing. You can just never know. Right. Um, you know, very unpredictable. So yeah, like like we were saying, lots and lots of wrestling.
0: Yeah, man. All right, bro. Give me your plugs in.
1: All right, at least outsiders on Twitter.
0: That's it. Look at that. Um oh, you know what, we didn't touch on this, but I'll mention it here since we're doing the plugs. So we got like Twitter adjacent now with yeah. with Instagram you know uh it's called threads right that's what what's it called threads
1: yeah yeah
0: we have one so follow us on the threads gimmick instagram facebook and twitter okay <laughs> and yeah I, i'm still trying to figure out like the whole threads thing like i'll what, what do you call it like a thread do we thread and thread like <laughs> hey i'm sending out this thread is that what it's called like
1: right are, are we are we threading the same things that we're tweeting and vice versa like I, it was it's so funny cuz it was so hot like that first day everybody's downloading it right and now like i don't even see anybody talking about
0: it so what you're <laughs> trying to say it, it pretty much sounds like one of these congratulations you played <laughs> yeah it definitely yourself.
1: seems that way yeah but like, nonetheless we have one so <laughs>
0: <laughs> i think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to get better within time um, yeah. and listen i'm not well, i'm yeah, i'm not big on twitter right like i'm yeah i'm not on there but i feel like the whole thread thing is going to get there within time you know, which, which is fine. I just saw everybody was like, "Hey, Threads is the new thing." So I was like, "You know what? Let me just make one. Just even if I never use it, let me just make one." So it was like, "Hey, Lucha Outsiders happen. on yeah. Threads." <laughs> right, right.
1: Well, uh, the main thing behind it, and and I think changes are coming over time. And I know you're not a big Twitter guy, but when you're on Twitter, right, and like you have two timelines now. It's like a for it's like a followers page and and following or something like that, and just random shit that you don't even follow. Always ends up popping up on your feed, okay. and it's it's annoying. It's like who wants to see that? You want to just follow the you know you want to see the information of you know or the tweets of people you follow, and in chronological order. Like everything's just like you know you could see tweets from like 20 hours ago on my Twitter right now if I scrolled. and like people don't like that. So the threads gimmick, people are clamoring for just a chronological timeline with the people you follow, not this other random crap. So we'll see if they do that. Let me tell you, if they do that, I will probably get off Twitter. <laughs> because, dude, this shit drives me nuts, bro. I see these stupid things that I don't want to see. I, I've unfollowed a lot of things from wrestling Twitter specifically, mm-hmm. and I still see it all over my timeline because of somebody I follow likes this. Or and I, I don't care who's, you know, if one of my followers likes this certain tweet, I don't care about. Right? It. Like, why? Why, it why are they even showing timeline? you that?
0: Like it should right. that shouldn't even be a thing. Like I don't care right. what you like. I want to know what I like, and that's it.
1: Right, right. It's it's beyond dumb. So, yeah. Well, let's hope Threads. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's still surviving, but we'll see.
0: Okay. Well, anyways, follow us at LuchaOutsiders. we Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, Threads. I'm not going to say where you can find this episode because if you're listening to it right now, that means you know where to find it. So, for the old man Leo that's not here, for our double Ryan Radar, I am your truly Mr. Radar. Till next time, which won't be next week because I won't be here. Keep her at R. Stay Too Sweet.